Hello, friends. What a busy week this is going to be. If the Schumann Resonance chart reading is right, we had readings this week of 162, 182, and 190. There have been lots of solar flares, many of them M-class. We have the solstice this week and a brilliantly aspected new moon on June 18th. The energy is really moving now. And this week, we have Saturn going retrograde, as well as Pluto. And one thing that brings back to mind was the very rare, historic, and powerful Saturn-Pluto conjunction that we had around 2020. That was the beginning of the last three years of complete chaos. More about that in future energy reports and future articles. As we move forward with more speed, the need to release our emotional baggage becomes very clear. In fact, the faster we move forward, the more we notice it. Father's Day celebrations can bring up a lot of old baggage, especially if your father was absent, emotionally unavailable, abusive, or worse. If you never had the chance to resolve your issues with your father and he's passed away or he just won't communicate, Father's Day can be hard for you. As you start this week, you may be thinking about these father issues, especially if your relationship with your father wasn't that wonderful. Our fathers may not have been the person we wanted them to be, but they had their own issues to deal with. For centuries, the male energy has been traumatized by war and repression and suppression, and it carries a huge grief imprint. We can release it now when we forgive our fathers and release the emotional baggage we have around them. I feel that I know my father better now than I ever have, and he has been dead for nearly 35 years. And that's the topic of this week's newsletter. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. Father's Day was June 18th in the U.S., a day when we celebrate our relationship with our fathers. Some of us don't have a lot to celebrate, as our fathers may have been absent, unknown, abusive, or so emotionally distant that we can't find a reason to celebrate a relationship that we never really had with them. My father has been dead for nearly 35 years. And while I spent much of my life being angry with him and wondering whether he cared about me at all, I now understand so much more about him and can actually be grateful for the gifts he gave me instead of focusing on how he ignored so many opportunities to show how much he loved and cared about me. 
And the photo you see here is a photo of my father and me taken quite a while ago when I was just a little baby. This year's Father's Day is especially energetically meaningful because we have Saturn retrograde in Pisces. In the astrology chart, Saturn represents the father, the son does too, especially if the relationship is challenging or has a big impact on your life. While your mother is your first and strongest karmic partner, your father follows as your number two karmic partner. Fathers mirror our lessons in power and love, often through their limitations instead of their abilities. My father was, as were many men of his generation, emotionally damaged, orphaned during World War II at age four and adopted by strangers at age seven. Much of his life was lived with the question of what happened to his family and why wasn't he worthy of being with them? He was quiet, withdrawn, and emotionally disconnected. Yet there were a few times, like the first time I was rejected by a boy I liked, and he comforted me and told me I was beautiful and would one day find someone who loved and appreciated me. And he was very loving and supportive at that time, which I really appreciated. I wanted my dad to be strong and powerful, to protect me and to show me that he loved me fiercely so I could know that I was lovable. But he didn't love himself or feel worthy of love based on his life experiences, so he couldn't give that kind of love to me. My father, like so many men of his generation and those before, was consumed by grief, anger, sadness, powerlessness, and had no idea how to express his emotions. For their generation, emotions were for women and big boys don't cry. What I now know is that he couldn't give me what he didn't have. And although he may have wanted to, and I think he did in many ways, he simply didn't have the skills or knowledge to be emotionally present for himself, so he couldn't be there for me either. I feel that I know my father better now than I ever did before. And I'm at peace with the person he was instead of being angry at the person he was not, or as I've learned to accept, could never be. It took me a very long time to figure that out. I had many expectations of my father and I was very angry because he didn't meet them. I couldn't appreciate his pain because I wanted him to fix mine, to show me that I was powerful and worthy of love. He lived with me during the last few months of his life and that gave me an opportunity to see the depth of his emotional suffering, the feelings of unworthiness, the deep hurt at having been separated from his family, the grief he held within him, and how closed his heart was. In the moments before he died, he told me he loved me and that he was proud of me and apologized for not being a better father. This was on his deathbed. Those were the last words he ever said because after saying them, he took his final breath and he died. It had taken him over 30 years to say that to me and it was the healing and proof of love that I needed. It just came a little late. It was also a choice point for me, and I could accept it and move on or be angry and reject this gift because it was too little, too late. I chose to accept it, not right away though, grateful that he loved me enough to find the courage to say it, even if it was in the last moments of his life. I now know with the understanding that comes from experience, wisdom that comes with age, and compassion from being a parent, that my father's emotional limitations were his gift to me. 
I could choose to be like him, or I could choose to be as emotionally open as possible and to end the legacy of grief, hurt, anger, powerlessness, and emotional distance that was the legacy of him and his family of that generation and of many generations before them. We choose our parents, even our distant, hurtful, absent, or wounded fathers, so that we can heal ourselves. The belief that our fathers should be or should have been, and you fill in the blank here with whatever you think your father should have been or could have been for you or you wanted to be for you, puts the burden of our healing on them and limits our ability to learn and heal from our shared journey. Whether they were horribly abusive or lovingly kind, there was a reason we chose them. And when we can be compassionate and forgiving with them and ourselves, we can release lifetimes of anger and disappointment and accept them for who they are, human beings doing the best they can with what they were taught and know. Whether you were well or poorly fathered, your father is part of your soul group, an important aspect of your healing journey and another mirror of your healing. This Father's Day also coincides with a new moon and is within a few days of the solstice, a celebration of the longest day of light. The sun and moon represent the father and mother, respectively, in an astrology chart. With the new moon, the two lights, the sun and moon, are next to each other and the sky is dark. One does not outshine the other and neither one is available to light up our path. We must find our own way, light up our own path, and depend on our own energetic resources for direction, knowledge, and truth. Isn't it funny how a new lunar cycle begins with the dark and culminates at the light of the full moon? That's why there are times of fresh starts, creativity, and beginnings. The solstice is the day when the cold and darkness of winter give way to the light and heat of summer, and it features the moon, which represents the divine feminine energy. All of nature exists in cycles, and we do too. Cycles of love and rejection, pain and joy, grief and solace. Every cycle moves through its path to arrive at a new level of understanding, unless we get stuck in believing that someone should or could have done better, they were not good or kind enough, or they didn't meet their obligations. Now, I understand this is a slippery slope because there are indeed parents who are malevolent, toxic, who inflict intentional pain and revel in the hurt they can cause us. But even in those cases, there's learning and wisdom, there's freedom, and there can be joy. We have to remember that every relationship, especially that with our parents, is part of a bigger karmic cycle. And we can use our pain to end these cycles instead of creating yet another cycle of pain. How many of you have said, it ends with me, when you realize that your pain was part of a bigger dynamic that had been present in your family lineage for generations, and you decided that you would not allow it to continue? I know I did, and I know many of you did too. It's one more reason for us to realign ourselves with a higher perspective on all of our relationships, but especially the ones we struggle to understand or come to terms with because we feel they were lacking in so many ways. And they may have well been. 
there are many ways that people can behave badly. And there are fathers and male relatives, female too, who are toxic and we need to avoid contact with them. But every situation contains a blessing. And while we have to dig deeply to find it, it's there. A little hint here. The blessing is often for us and for no one else. If you are awake and aware enough to realize that you can end these pain cycles, then you get the prize and the blessing of peace, joy, and love. Let me share a little story of a client with you that illustrates this very well. So I had a client who was one of, I think, six children, and she was the youngest or the next to the youngest the father was in and out of the household. He, I don't, I'm not even sure what he did. He would just disappear and then come back and disappear and come back. The mother had mental issues and was actually not really capable of taking care of herself, much less six children who were fairly close in age, about a year or so separated each child. Now, my client used the word terror to describe her childhood, and she wasn't joking arguments, abuse, fighting, the children would abuse each other and terrorize each other. The mother would abuse and terrorize the children, would pit them against each other. The entire family was so dysfunctional. It's amazing that my client emerged from her childhood alive, and she told me that more than once. So what happened to all these children? Well, she was the youngest, so she got to see what happened to all her siblings. The majority of them either had mental problems, were addicted to drugs or alcohol, or simply were so traumatized that they were incapable of leading normal lives. Some ended up in institutions, others just ended up on the street, and yet others managed to kind of fake it enough to make other people think they had a semi-normal life, but none of them had a normal life, except my client. She came to me a few years ago and talked about her childhood, talked about her concerns, her her issues. She didn't want to end up the same way as her siblings. And she said, I understand this cycle of abuse. It has been in my family for a long time. My mother wasn't the only one. Her mother before her and before her were all the same way. And they all married men who abandoned them and they all had children. And all the children have really important problems. She said, it ends with me, but I don't know what to do. I want a normal life. I have a man in my life. I love him. I don't want to be the cause of the relationship breaking up. I want to know how to live my life in a normal way. And that's how our coaching began. And our coaching lasted for a number of years as she worked really hard to overcome the trauma of her childhood. And when she would falter and think it was too hard, we had a little discussion about it ends with you. You are the one that gets to start a new life and have a life that is focused on joy and peace and being truly happy with yourself and having a lovely life. And she eventually got that. She married, she had children, she lived in a lovely home, she had a fabulous job, she loved her husband, he loved her. And she broke the cycle. She's the only one in her family who did. And that's why I say, if you're awake and aware enough to realize that there's a cycle here and that you have the power to break it, not for everyone else, but to break it for yourself and to end it with you, then that's the gift and that's the blessing for you. There's another aspect to consider as we decide whether we're gonna spend our lives resenting our fathers for their poor parenting and bad behavior 
bad emotional skills, and maybe even abuse and behavior that is simply not tolerable and not acceptable. Or we can move beyond those emotions and view them with compassionate kindness and understanding. And that's the awakening of the divine male energy. Now, just an aside here, this doesn't apply to truly reprehensible behavior like abuse or torture or any of the things that I know goes on in families. And believe me, I've seen a lot in the last 20 years. But for you, compassionate kindness then needs to go to yourself and also realizing that people do what they are capable of. And sometimes that is truly reprehensible behavior. But it has to stop and it has to end somewhere. And you have to stop thinking about it and being angry about it at some point. It doesn't deny the wrongfulness of what happened to you. And it certainly doesn't downplay what happened to you. But it's the burden of anger and the burden of the emotions that you carry that hurts you and nobody else. And if you want this to end with you, then it all has to end with you. So does the anger and the resentment. So does the absolute rage you can feel. So does the unfairness of it all. Those things have to come to a close. We celebrate the rise of the divine feminine after eons of suppression, which was part of our Atlantis legacy. And if you have read my book, The Atlantis Legacy, I go through the this dynamic and how it shifted and it's still completely out of balance. So now it needs to be shifted back to center. The flourishing of the divine masculine energy can happen when it can be rejoined to its heart center, which it has been disconnected from for as long as the divine feminine has been disconnected from its power. Through countless centuries of war, death, domination, and control, notice the 3D paradigm here, the masculine energy has had its heart broken and is consumed by the grief, which is a byproduct of its trauma. And it's time for it to be reconnected on a heart level so men can be whole and complete once more and reunited with the unconditional love that is part of their divine blueprint. We see a lot of this in today's younger generation of fathers who are involved in their children's lives as caretakers and providers to their children in ways that my generation and generations of men before that never were or could be. By releasing our judgment, anger, disappointment, expectations, and criticism of our fathers, we can be open to the portals for this reconnection to occur and bless future generations with parents who are equally loving, compassionate, and supportive and are aware of their power in ways that allow them to express all of their love in their hearts to everyone in their life. And in doing so, we can end the legacy of grief and trauma, which has been such a powerful limitation to the reconnection of ourselves to our own divine center and to each other in a more balanced, whole, and congruent way, free of criticism, judgments, needs, and expectations. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon, or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. 
Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you.